Big Rab Show podcast is kindly sponsored by G1 Reads. They are the champion's choice, with many bands around the world playing G1 products, including two-time world champions in Vararian District. So check out g1reads.com as they keep the lights on here on the Big Rab Show podcast. Hello there everyone and welcome to another Big Rab Show podcast. How are you folks? And uh, yeah, you may have guessed by the title of this week's podcast, <laughs> we're going to get into it this week with our wrap up of the UK Championships in Lurgan. Yeah, what a weekend of competition. Uh, there's so much to unpack here. Yeah, we thought that we would dedicate an entire topic of the week to this. There's a lot to consider. Uh, and yeah, we'll get into that and all. Uh, but first of all, by way of introduction, you are welcome to the Big Rab Show podcast. <laughs> we are the show for the bagpiping folk, reflecting everything in the bagpiping world, be it Celtic music, folk music, or indeed our bread and butter, what we're going to be talking about this week, competitive piping and drumming. Each and every week, we talk about what we know and love to be the music of the Great Highland Bagpipe and its people. So if you haven't already, please do tell your mates about our wee show what we do here uh, so we can introduce more people to what we do here every week and also don't forget like every other podcast out there we do have a patreon so if you would like to help support the show and get your hands on loads of extra content then why not head over there to the big rab show on patreon and click support and yeah all sorts of great goodies are back there i think the notes or the links and everything is all in the show notes and uh yeah why not be part of the patreon faithful as we call them because yes those guys are awesome Absolutely. And helping keep the wheels turning here at the Big Rab Show. Now, uh, yeah, let's get into the very beginning of the show, shall we, with listener mail. Now, I have to say that our listener listener mail over the past week uh, has been inundated with uh, administrative emails, let's say, uh, setting up future podcasts. So... Uh, not going to get into all of that because that's into spoiler territory, but uh, just to let you know that we are working on some quite specific special episodes uh, for the remainder of this year. Believe it or not, we do plan the podcast at about, you know, six to eight months in advance. Um, so some episodes take longer than others to develop, and uh, that's what we're working on. So, yeah, no listener mail this week, uh, but plenty of commentary on the UK Championships were, was received online through our social media and stuff, and we'll reflect that in this week's wrap-up. Yeah, as we get into all the details and stuff from the UKs. Uh, so, yeah, uh, there was also quite a lot of hater mail as well, and uh, that might actually hit the news this week. Uh, but... Uh, Hey, let's get into the rest of this week's show, shall we? Now, normally, each and every week we do at this point, and uh, this week is no different. Uh, But if you would like to make any suggestions or thoughts, comments, queries, please don't forget our email address is bigrabshow at gmail.com. That address again, bigrabshow at gmail.com. That's where you can send it in to us. Alrighty, and yeah, if you do want to make any suggestions for what's coming up next, then that's where you can do that also. So, yeah... I think it's time for Word of the Week. It's time for Word of the Week here on the Big Rabsha Podcast. Recovery. Yes, this week's Word of the Week is recovery. And you might be thinking to yourself, why? Why recovery? 
Well, over the course of the weekend at the UK Championships, we're going to talk more about this as we unpack it and everything. But I did notice there was quite a number of bands out there that had, if you don't mind me saying, poor introductions. Now, this wasn't just in the top flight in the grade one, because there was a couple of bands that had a little bit of whoopsies at the start of the intros. Uh, but in all grades, grade two, three A, B, four A, B, yeah, we noticed quite a lot of bands either with, you know, early chanters or, you know, perhaps someone going into the wrong part of the opening tune or something, or maybe playing something different entirely, or having a file and drone, and maybe you don't get your pipes up at all, and... All of that, and we've we've had drummers on the day that were dropping sticks and you know clipped their rolls and stuff as we say, and uh, you know went into the wrong part of her tune over you know for the introductions. All of that can really have a detrimental effect to a band's performance. But our word of the week this week is recovery. One thing we found from every band on the grass that had a bit of a dodgy intro, the recovery. Of that band was second to none. And yeah, we noticed it time and time again. Those who did have a bit of a shaky start absolutely bounced back lightning fast. And uh, the recovery of which was, it's a difficult thing to do. It's something that takes experience and practice. And uh, rather than just having a complete meltdown, but yeah, and just, you know, completely scuppering the performance, we found that the bands and the players themselves recover so quickly and show great professionalism under pressure. And, uh, yeah, recover. So that's this week's Word of the Week, recovery. Now, not only that are we talking about recovery and performance when playing competitively, but also can be said whenever performing in front of a large audience at a a big music gig or something that's very high pressure. We do know a lot of musicians out there, pipers especially, where their instrument decides, "Um, no, not today. Nope, I'm not going to work for you just at this moment, so nah. (laughs) The amount of times I've seen that happen is kind of ridiculous. That's what makes these bagpipes one of the hardest instruments in the world to play uh, whenever they can just decide, nah, not today. Uh, But it's the recovery from that. And I guess it's something that just comes with experience. And I know I'm talking about pipers here, but it's even especially for drummers as well. If you break a stick, if you burst a drum head, if you drop a stick even, um, the recovery from that is something that you can only learn through experience. I have to say, uh, yeah, I've dropped a stick myself. I've even played with a burst drum head as well. It's a horrible, heart-wrenching feeling when you're standing there playing away. It's a great run and suddenly, Bang! It just goes. There's nothing you can do. You're powerless. And it's just a horrible experience. But, yeah, you can mark it down to experience. (laughs) Exactly. So, yeah, it's one of these kind of things that happens, pipers and drummers, at all levels. We all have good days. We all have bad days. And they all happen to all of us. You know, we're not unique. And uh, that's one of the things that I've really noted from this past weekend at the UK's, with the conditions and everything, was very challenging. And uh, it seemed to trip up quite a number of bands out there with, you know, not poor introductions, but introductions that seemed to cause them issues, you know. And it was the recovery from that that I really incredibly admired from a lot of the bands that were in the circle this past weekend. So that's this week's Word of the Week. I hope you take courage from it, if anything. It happens. Every band will have a bad intro every now and again. And sometimes it happens at a major when you definitely don't want it to happen. But it does. 
<laughs> so, yeah, that's one of those things. That's the joys of playing piping and drumming, I suppose. The flaws. Sometimes your instrument just decides, nah, not today. I'm not starting. Nope. <laughs> oh, I'm speaking from experience here, definitely. Anyway, so that's this week's word of the week, recovery. And I guess you could kind of, yeah, you could kind of, I don't know, lend that to the pandemic and everything and we are recovering from that and i keep saying it on previous podcasts and people have made uh, comments about it as well about how i'm saying that it's a hangover of the pandemic and that it's a perfect way to put it so thank you for those who have been saying that but yeah we are seeing quite a hangover from the pandemic uh, with a lot of bands not being able to travel and such and a lot of various other different things Uh, but yeah we're recovering from what has been quite a devastating time uh, with this uh, global pandemic nonsense, and we are recovering. That's slow, but we are recovering, that's for sure. So you can take courage in that regard, indeed. Alrighty, so that's this week's Word of the Week. And, uh, well, here, full disclosure, uh, as I was at the UK's, uh, I'm not getting into the wrap-up just yet, but I just wanted to say to everyone I spoke to at the UK Championships who apologised to me for talking at an arena... <laughs> Oh, yeah, I kind of got on my uh, got on my soapbox a wee bit last week and kind of went off on one uh, about silence and asking people to just shush whenever a band is playing. Can I say, whenever I was filming Grade 1 this past weekend, the arena around me, absolutely silent. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sorry to those people who I might have frightened thinking, oh gosh, there's Rab, he's, he's going to out me on the pod if I talk to him at the ring. Uh, but uh, uh, yes, I have to say, apologies to those who took exception to what I had to say, because uh, I kind of did go off on one, uh, but the message seems to be very clear, because I have to say, the Grade 1 Arena was absolutely silent whenever I was filming. Even when I was over uh, filming a couple of bands in 3B, again, silence. It was brilliant. Same for the Drum Majors too, I filmed the Adult Finals. Absolute silence again. Uh, so, I don't know. I guess a whole good lot of you out there must have been listening. Um, and now I think I frightened you all. <laughs> but there you go. Hey, who knows what next week's word of, week, word of the week will be. And it'll send me on another rant. There you go. Anyway, let's move on. Word of the week is behind us. Now, normally at this point in the show, we would normally have our segment Weekly Drone. And unfortunately, we don't have any Weekly Drones this week. It does happen. Yeah. So, yeah, our inbox, as far as weekly drones are concerned, is very, very quiet. You can see the tumbleweeds blowing through. Now, that can mean one of two things. Either, number one, everyone is way too busy to send us any weekly drones, so don't have time to sit at a laptop or a computer and type one out to us. Or, number two, that everything is rosy in the piping scene and that everyone loves what we're doing at the moment. And, uh, yeah. Everything that's happening in the competitive piping and drumming scene is not controversial at all, and there's nothing to moan about. Yeah, so there you go. I guess we could take this as uh, everything is sunshine and roses. Sunshine, lollipops and rainbows everywhere. No weekly drone. Yeah, but if you would like to, you can send us in your weekly drone, of course. com forward slash weekly drone. And that's where you can, yeah, drop it into. It's completely anonymous. There's no points of contact, no identifying factors at all. It's, yeah. So you can let us have it. Your honest to goodness thoughts and feelings on everything that's going on. And uh, yeah, we'll do our best to bring it to the air here. There you are. 
So, folks, no weekly drawing this week. May well be disappointing for some, uh, but there you go. Um, if anything, I want to get into a little bit of nerdy news, all right? I'm going to be completely nerding out here for a second. Can I just say, the podcast goes out every Wednesday, right? And we've never missed a Wednesday now for over 280 episodes plus. And there's been a few weeks now. You guys know I'm a huge Star Wars fan, and... Uh, yeah, I've, I've yeah, that's not a secret. And uh, you guys know that there's a little show called Obi Wan Kenobi that's going out and on at the moment. Um, well, yeah, you might have noticed that the last couple of weeks that the podcast has been delayed. Uh, that's possibly my fault because I have to, yeah, I have to get an episode of Obi Wan watched before I can actually get the podcast edited. So to those that actually noticed and said, "Rab, stop watching Star Wars, get some work done on the podcast." Yes, you're 100% correct. <laughs> so well spotted. Uh, but for those of you out there who are enjoying the Obi-Wan Kenobi series and are a big shameless nerd and love Star Wars, then yes, you can always mail me in. BigRabShow.gmail.com Are you enjoying it as much as me? Oh, it's awesome. Anyway, that's completely on piping related, isn't it? Shocking behaviour. Right, I think on that note, I should take myself a wee break at this point before we get into all the news and updates. <laughs> Star Wars the heck was it thinking? <laughs> Do you wish piping could be fun again? Bagpipers around the world continue to struggle with their instrument, despite hours of hard work trying to get better. Bagpiping should be fulfilling. Your hard work should pay off, showing improvement and the freedom to express yourself musically. Or why do it? The Dojo University believe every piper should be able to free themselves from musical frustration, proven over more than a decade of successful teaching and accessible anywhere with an internet connection. The Dojo is unlike any other bagpipe learning experience in the world. Let the Dojo channel your enthusiasm into a fun and fulfilling program that will empower you with the knowledge to fall in love with piping all over again. So go to dojouniversity.com forward slash big grab and take advantage of our 30-day free trial of Dojo Premium Membership. Join the global community of students today and rediscover the fun of bagpiping. Dojouniversity.com forward slash big grab for a 30-day free trial. Ah, yes. Time to get into all of the news and updates and whatnot. But before I do, I have to say a shout-out to everyone who's taken advantage of that incredible promotion that we have with the dojo. Uh, it's Yeah, it's honestly a fantastic service, one of which I... Yeah, I can't sing the praises of highly enough. It's its own little community over there. And so, yeah, but I urge you to go and check it out, especially when, you know, you get those 30 days of premium. So go along, check it out. It's definitely worth a click or two. And uh, sure, what do you lose? You know, if it's free and you check it out and you don't like it, then you didn't lose anything. So there you go. Go along, check it out. And uh, yeah, you'll not regret it for sure. All righty. Enough of the plugging and all the rest. Let's get into the news and updates then, shall we? I have to give a shout-out to the Argyle and Sutherland Highlanders. Now, they put out an announcement on their social media over the course of the weekend uh, that they're busy furiously working away on Volume 2 of their pipe music collection. Now, they put out a little bit of a teaser where they scroll through the, the book and everything and a bit of a video 
And let's say there seems to be quite a collection of music here. Now, as far as any release dates and things like that are concerned, as far as I'm aware, it may well be launching at Pipe and Live. That is yet unconfirmed, so we don't know. Uh, but the Argyle Southern Highlanders Music Collection Volume 2 is in the works. And if you are interested, of course, you can go along and follow them on social media. It's going to be very interesting. Let's say that. And uh, yeah, I have it on good authority that there is quite a collection here that you're really going to want to get your hands on. Uh, some of the biggest names in the piping scene have been trying their best to help out with this. And... Um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to the launch of Volume 2. So if you haven't already got your uh, copy of Volume 1, I think you can still go and get it. Uh, but as far as Volume 2 is concerned, yeah, it's yet to be determined. We're waiting on the details of the launch and everything. So once we have that, we'll definitely let you guys know. But yeah, go and check out that teaser where they do sort of scroll through the book very quickly. And if you do, and if you're sneaky enough, you can actually freeze frame it and actually get a slight glimpse of some of the titles of the tunes in there. Yeah, word to the wise. <laughs> but really excited, actually, for Volume 2 there from the Argyle and Southern Highlanders. That's going to be a very interesting collection there, for sure. Now, as much as we're about to get into our wrap-up of the UK Championships, I have to say, first of all, uh, shout-out to everyone involved in Georgetown, which seen the kickoff of the Ontario season over there in Canada. And, yeah, what a huge event this was, by all accounts. Very well attended uh, by bands and spectators alike. And, uh, yeah, full shout-out to the 70th Fraser Highlanders, who won quite convincingly there in Grade 1, with ones right across the board. Uh, coming up close second, then, was the 70th Highlanders, Halifax Citadel. There you are. Uh, so they actually managed to lift the best base section as well. So, yeah, quite an interesting competition. I've seen the both performances from both the Fraser Highlanders and the Halifax Citadel and uh, definitely worth a listen. Some interesting music happening there. Indeed. Also, shout out to Peel Regional Police, uh, who lifted the top spot in Grade 2. Uh, I think there was four bands in total in there in Grade 2. There was uh, Peel, who came out on top. There was St Andrews College, uh, Toronto Police, and Ottawa Police. There they were. So a lot of police bands in there. Uh, so, But yeah, shout out to Peel, uh, who again, lifted Grade 2. Uh, with a, Yeah, quite an interesting performance. Again, I know it's an MSR comp, but... Yeah, go and have a listen to it. It's really quite interesting. Yeah. So, and then, shout out to Grade 3. The Ottawa Highlanders lifted that one. And Grade 4 was the Niagara Regional Police who lifted that one. And in Grade 5, we had the Caber 5 pipe band with ones right across the board. So, not a bad competition by all, all accounts. And as I say, quite a number of bands attending this, as well as soloists as well. Uh, so, yeah, if you are interested, you can go and check out PipesDrums.com, where they have actually filmed a good number of the performances, especially the ones I've just referred to. Uh, so, yeah, you can go along and have a listen to all of those. And, yeah, some really interesting music being played there. And uh, so I just wanted to say full congratulations to everyone there at the Georgetown competition there in Ontario. Uh, it seemed to be quite an interesting games, for sure. Yeah. So on the topic actually of Georgetown, I have to give a, a bit of a specific mention to Barb and Ian McDonald of the 78th uh, Highlanders. Yeah, the Halifax Citadel. Yeah, they celebrated the 39th wedding anniversary. Yeah, so if you didn't spot it, by the way, the band had a bit of a congratulatory performance and showered them in champagne. And uh, yeah, the video of that is now available on their social media. So yes, happy anniversary to Barb and Ian. <laughs> 39 years married. There you are. <laughs> so congratulations, folks, indeed. 
Okay, moving on, moving on. I have to give a mention, actually, to a competition that again happened this past weekend, which was the Utah Scottish Festival. And shout out to Wasatch and District, actually, who uh, uploaded a bunch of videos of their performances from this past weekend. Now, I have yet to see the results from the Utah Scottish Festival, um, so I'm not aware of who won what uh, and when, uh, but again... Yeah, it was the folks at Wasatch and District that drew my attention to it in the first place by uploading their performance clips and stuff. So well done to the guys at Wasatch, sounded really, really good. And uh, yeah, I would love to know more actually about the Utah game. So if you know who won what and when in Utah, then please do let us know here at The Rab Show. We'd love to give them a shout. Our email address is always bigrabshow at gmail.com. All right. So, we're looking at competitions behind us this past weekend, and we will get into the UK's, as I say, it's this week's topic of the week. But let's look ahead of us for competitions in front of us. On June 26th, we are heading to Houth for the East of Ireland Pipe Band Championships. Yes, the Irish Pipe Band Association put out the announcement there uh, saying that the St. Lawrence Pipe Band of Houth are running the East of Ireland Pipe Band Championships. For more details, of course, you can go and check out the IPBA on social media. And the competition starts uh, along the promenade in Houth itself at 1pm. So there you are. Details are up there now on the social media if you do want to compete at that. 26th of June, just around the corner. Yeah. Alrighty, and then also locally here in Northern Ireland, we are looking forward to Antrim. Yes, Antrim is one of those competitions that, uh, yeah, you either love or you hate. There's a lot of folks out there that are kind of a bit anxious about Antrim because, yeah, looking at the draw, there's quite a number of bands in here. Whenever you look at Grade 4B, I think there's actually more bands in here than what there was at the UK's. There's nine bands in Grade 4B for Antrim and Newton Abbey. And in Grade 4A, you have seven bands in total, uh, with Surland District playing up, actually. And then in Grade 3, only the four, four bands in there. But what makes it interesting is that Kildog are playing up in Grade 3B. So that could be interesting. And then on to Grade 3A, you have five bands in there with Collybacky playing up. Then you have Grade 2, where Manor Cunningham will be there, along with the Matt Boyd Memorial, who are playing up in Grade 2. And also, we're going to see a run-out from Klaus Kelt as well in Grade 1. So, yeah, quite a big competition by all accounts. And whenever I say people are getting anxious, I mean that in the best possible way, because the numbers for these competitions, where you might expect them to be low, they're turning out to be quite high. And, the, you know, it's early doors. Like, this is only June still. And um, we have another good couple of months to get through the season. So it's great to see. It's, it's really promising signs to see that so many bands are hitting that circle. Uh, but it also means that it's all the more difficult to try and lift some silverware. So, uh, yeah, good luck to everyone competing this weekend in Antrim. <laughs> it's not going to be easy. Uh, so then, of course, uh, we always get the questions. Will we be live streaming and stuff from Antrim? Uh, yet to be determined. Uh, we may well be following the same model as what we did in Cookstown, where we filmed the performances and uploaded them to our YouTube channel after the fact. We may well just be live with the results only. So, for those of you who are interested in watching performances from Antrim and Newton Abbey this weekend, then, yeah, you might want to tune into our YouTube channel rather than our Facebook uh, throughout the day for the music. And then if you want the results, then, yeah, you can stay tuned to Facebook. And that's where we'll have it over there, indeed. 
So there's plenty of competitions ahead of us. Of course, we have another major uh, coming up shortly. We'll talk about that, of course, in a future pod. Uh, uh, but um, yeah, let's get into the rest of the news and updates then, shall we? So have to give another mention. I know I keep mentioning him with each and every podcast, but a big shout out this week to Ross Miller, who finally returned to the stage with his band. And can I say, what a blistering performance it was. <laughs> yeah, we've seen various different uh, little video clips from the cl- from the crowd and also from Ross himself, where he's uploaded uh, different things from throughout the night. And uh, yeah, it's just awesome to see Ross Miller back on stage again, doing what he does best, thumping out some big tunes. So just awesome. Just awesome to see Ross Miller back on stage again in sunny Glasgow, thumping out the tunes. So um yeah, hopefully we'll see a lot more of this in future. I think Ross is actually heading out on a bit of a, a mini UK tour, I suppose, in between competitions. Uh, so shout out to Ross. If you are available and you would love to go and see him, then go and check out his social media. And his website, of course, has all the listings of where you can get your tickets and whatnot. So go and check out some Ross Miller uh, doing what he does best, thumping out some piping goodness on stage. Yeah, can't recommend that enough, actually. That's, yeah, quite awesome. All right. Uh, I did give them a mention earlier, but I want to mention them in this week's news. I have to give a shout to Kill Dog. Kill Dog, boy! Come on, the dog! Yeah, Kill Dog Pipe Band put it out on their social media that they're going to be celebrating their one their their tenth anniversary. There you are. I nearly said their one hundred and tenth, but no, nowhere near that. Yeah, so tenth anniversary dinner dance <laughs> there you go for Kildog Pipe Band it's going to be held in the Waterfit Hotel on Saturday the 1st of October yes so tickets to this are 45 quid however your ticket price includes drinks reception and a three course meal yeah that's not bad so if you are interested all the details on how to book your tickets for this and to help Kildog celebrate are up there now on their social media and they're listed on booking.com as well so yeah if you want to party with the guys at Kildog and do a bit of celebrating then there's your opportunity so go and check out their social media where they have advertised that and where you can purchase your tickets indeed all right can i just mention that the guys at piping live are now furiously busy on the promo yeah, there's a serious amount of uh, yeah promotional material that's being published online from Pipe and Live, encouraging people uh, to purchase tickets and stuff for the upcoming events. And can I just say, they're making our job incredibly difficult here on the Big Rab Show because there's so many things that we want to go to. It's kind of ridiculous. Uh, we'd almost need to split ourselves in three different directions to catch everything. It's going to be such an amazing festival this year. And uh, yeah, just watching all the advertising that's coming through from Pipe and Live, it's just so encouraging to see this festival absolutely thrive. So yeah, in case you've been living under a stone somewhere, it's running from the 6th of August through to the 14th. And for all full details, including all of the, everything to do with their live streamed coverage, then go along now to the Pipe and Live website, pipeandlive.co.uk. It, yeah, it seems to be every day they're announcing something new. And uh, that'll probably continue all the way through till the end of July, start of August, when I dare say the announcements will possibly start to simmer down ahead of the start of the festival at the 6th of August. And it can't come quick enough. As I say, there's just we are already putting together a bit of a highlight list uh, because, you know, we love a good list. But ourselves in the Rab Show, we always, every year, do our Pipe and Live preview. Uh, where we give you our own particular picks. And, uh, yeah, there's too many to mention at this year's festival. It's just... 
Oh, that's wall-to-wall amazingness. So do yourself a favor. Go along, pipeandlive.co.uk. Go and have a look at everything there. And, uh, yeah, it just looks like this year's festival is going to be ridiculous. Like, seriously ridiculous. And, uh, oh, by the way, congratulations to all of the volunteers who uh, got signed up and everything to help at the festival. Uh, they were advertising looking for volunteers to help, at, you know, as being, like, stagehands and all of that sort of stuff. And, uh, yeah, apparently a lot of people have now got their appointments and they're now all in the process of being introduced to the workings of the festival and what they will be expected to do on the day. So, yeah, congratulations to everyone that's been put in place. Indeed. Also, when we're on the topic of the National Piping Centre, I have to give a mention to the National Youth Pipe Band of Scotland. And, uh, yeah, just this past week, actually, a lot of people out there who have auditioned for spots at the National Youth Pipe Band of Scotland have now been informed whether they have been successful or unsuccessful. So for those of you who haven't been successful in grabbing a place at the National Youth Pipe Band, commiserations, please don't let that put you off. Keep trying, you never know, the next year may well be your year. Work hard, learn your tunes and all the rest, and yeah, you could be filling the ranks next year. You never know. But to those who did get an an appointment from the National Youth Pipe Band, full congratulations. I dare say this will be a year with the band that, yeah, you'll not forget. Because the opportunities that you get with the National Youth Pipe Band are absolutely incredible. And I'm a huge fan of this initiative, and uh, yeah... If you have auditioned and you've been successful, then you quite rightly should be patting yourself on the back. (laughs) So well done to everyone there who's auditioned and got spots then. Well done, indeed. Alrighty, moving swiftly on, I have to give a mention then to the 75th All-Ireland Pipe Band Championships. Uh, I don't know if you folks have been following this on social media, but yes, the 75th All-Ireland Championships are to be held in New Ross. And uh, yeah, I think the draw, by all accounts, will be taking place right about now. So just when I'm recording this, they've actually just hit the publish button, and I'm not even joking. I had to go and look at the website there just to see. <laughs> so looking at the All-Ireland Championships, Grade 4B, we've got seven bands in there in total. Uh, grade 4A, we've got nine, so that's not bad. Grade 3B, however, numbers are low again. We have Ocaran, Kolobaki and Major Sinclair. Just the three bands making the appearance for the All-Irelands this year. Then also in Grade 3A, we have seven bands. Grade 2, we have 4, and of course, as expected, for Grade 1 competition, we have 3. Field Marshal, St. Lawrence, and Klaus Kelt. So, if you are interested, go along and check out the full details. As I've said, I've shared all of that out there now on the Big Rab Show uh, social media. I'm just clicking on the share button just as we're recording this. Uh, Yeah, there you go. (laughs) So, it's definitely up there now. I've just shared it. Uh, so, uh, yeah, go and check it out. Full details about the All-Ireland Championships that are going to be held in New Ross. Go along, have a look at the draw, and prepare yourselves for the upcoming All-Ireland Championships. It's going to be quite a competition, for sure. Alrighty. Before we get into any other news story, I have to give another bit of a shameless plug, but sure, it's what I do here. I have to mention the Virginia International Tattoo has put out their dates for next year. The 20th to 23rd of April next year so if you are interested in possibly grabbing tickets to catch this event then go to vatattoo.org and grab your tickets now there you are and speaking of tattoos by the way the belfast international tattoo tickets are still available for it at the moment so uh you can also go and check that out as well now i have it on good authority that the belfast international tattoo this year shaping up to be quite an interesting event um yeah definitely for piping and drumming fans as well so that's all I'm going to say on that front. But yeah, if you aren't interested at all, then um, go and check out the Belfast Tattoo website. 
yeah, it's definitely worth the price of admission. Let's just say that. All right. In other news, uh, just yesterday, actually, from the date of me recording this, I have to say that People's Ford, Bog Hall and Bathgate, put out an announcement to say that, uh, yeah, People's Ford have signed a sponsorship agreement with the band to celebrate their 50th anniversary. There you are. So, yeah, they've been sponsored now by People's Ford for quite a while. Uh, so now the band is entering into its 50th year. It's awesome to see that they're still continuing with this relationship with People's Ford. So, hi. What an exciting announcement. So I have to say, shout out to People's Ford, who are still sponsoring Bog Hall after all these years. It's brilliant to see such support for the piping and drumming scene. And uh, shout out to Bog Hall as well. So it's just awesome to see you folks continuing with that sponsorship agreement and stuff. Then, uh, yeah, that the band will continue from strength to strength. So awesome stuff. So when you look at the various statements and stuff, we love a good statement. Uh, and as part of the announcement, the pipe major, Ross Harvey, said the band are extremely proud to carry the People's Ford name. Uh, the support they give us is invaluable to our survival and success. And this is part particularly the case in the current climate. And I have to say, absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah, bands that have such such things, as a big sponsorship deal like this from the likes of People's Ford, it honestly does mean the world uh, to keep the wheels turning. So especially with a grade one band like Bog Hall and a huge development program they have there. So yeah, it's just awesome to see such uh, genuine support and that's fantastic to see. So well done to everyone there at People's Ford and to Bog Hall. Keeping the wheels turning there. Indeed. Alrighty, moving on to another little news story then. So I mentioned it on last week's podcast as part of the news that Inverarian District were crowdfunding for a recording of their upcoming concert in the Glasgow Royal Concert Hall called A Night in That Land. It's going to be recorded as a live album and they're asking us as piping fans out there to try and help them get it recorded. Now they're hoping to raise about 15 grand in total just not to be sneezed at, but it does kind of give you an indication as to why the band are reaching out in the first place. Because, yeah, the cost of recording is really quite high. So, with that in mind, just wanted to give you a bit of an update, really. Well, they've now reached 33% of their target. And for those of you out there who are mathematicians, they've raised about five grand. <laughs> <laughs> just slightly over. So they've raised about five grand out of a possible 15, which is not bad. That's, yeah, not to be sneezed at. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah, we've still a ways to go. We have another 10 grand to lift on top of that. So if you are interested and you can, then please do head along to Inverary on their social media. And, uh, yeah, all the links and everything are there for their Indiegogo page, where you can drop them a tenor note or, you know, but basically the way I see it is that you're pre-ordering the album. You know, you'll get it on the day of release, of course, and there's a bunch of other perks as well, I have to say. Uh, you'll get signed CDs, T-shirts, you get a bagpipe lesson or a drumming lesson, you get a signed drum head or even a signed bag cover. Or <clears throat> the one I was really interested in is you get a night out in Inverary. You actually get a, a tour of the town and a night out at a hotel in Inverary. What's not to love about that? So, yeah, that's one of the perks on offer. So, hey, there you are. If you are able to help the band raise the funds for this, yeah, upcoming recording, then please do. Because, yeah, the piping world needs to hear this that live recording. Absolutely. So, there you are. 
I know it sounds like a huge plug, but I wanted to give a bit of an update to let you know on progress because I'm sure a lot of folks out there would be interested in hearing this. Uh, so, yeah, five grand raised at the moment out of a possible 15. So if you can, dip into your wallet and drop a tenner note or a fiver or whatever you can you can afford, then, yeah, head over there. Inverary on social media, all the links and stuff are there for their Indiegogo fundraiser. And, uh, yeah, I really do hope they hit their target because I'm definitely looking forward to, to hearing this album for sure. Alrighty. <clears throat> With that all being said, I have to say, yeah, that's pretty much it for this week's news and updates. For those of you who are tuned in on our social media, of course, we do our best to try and keep on top of everything. So if there is any news stories that I have happened to miss this week, then please do head along to The Big Rab Show on Facebook or on Twitter or indeed our website as well, which is thebigrabshow.com, where we do our best to try and keep on top of every single story that drops. And of course, possibly the biggest story that's dropped this past week is the UK Championships. And we're about to get into it. So, yeah, you guessed it. It's that point of the week again. It's time for me to go and get myself a big cup of tea. It's time for the topic of the week. The British Drum Company is driven by their passion to create the finest marching drums for those who recognise and value the highest of standards. The Axial Series is the British Drum Company's flagship pipe band range. Axial's distinctive aesthetic owes much to its X-frame cage system. This futuristic hardware is designed to complement all of the amazing shell finishes on offer, such as the Phantom, Smoked Walnuts, and the very popular Merlin finishes, of which there are three new additions for 2022, Platinum, Violet, and Emerald. The bass and tenors now come with Georgian oak hoops, which feature their head stress management system, and wide mass claws for all-round better tension across the heads. The British Drum Company's Axial Series is innovation defined, designed and engineered for you to look amazing, sound amazing and feel amazing. McLennan Bagpipes by North Carolina artisan bagpipe maker Roddy McLennan from Euston, Scotland. They don't strive to be the biggest, fastest or the cheapest. They do, however, meticulously craft a small number of warm and stable sounding instruments of heirloom quality. Roddy has followed this philosophy for over 30 years and continues to evolve with innovations like the Elevation Chanter. Designed with North American bands in mind, providing a lower pitch, rich harmonics and strong, clear projection, Elevation Chanters provide a stable platform for a thick band sound. Check out bespokebagpipes.com for more information. McLennan Bagpipes, born in Scotland, made in the USA. Wallace Bagpipes. Quality, pride and passion. Made in Scotland. Proud bagpipe supplier to the Red Hot Chili Pipers. Visit wallacebagpipes.com for more information or contact your nearest dealer. Ah, yes. Topic of the week time and the reason you've tuned into this week's episode. (laughs) You want to hear me talk all about the UK's. Yes, the UK championships that happened this past weekend in Lurgan Park. Ah, what a weekend it was. And uh, first of all, before we get into the competition itself and the results and whatnot and unpacking all of that, can we first of all talk about the venue? 
Yes. Um, looking back at 2019, the conditions were absolutely awful. And I have to say the conditions this time around were, yeah, they weren't great either. Uh, but, you know, you can't do anything about the weather, I suppose. But, um, yeah, conditions on the day, I think it was on again, off again. Whenever it was on, dang, was it on. Yeah, the rain came down thumping. It, yeah, I was absolutely soaked through. But then the next, it seemed to lift and it stopped raining and then it got quite sunshiny and warm, actually. And then, again, thumping down with rain the next minute. It was just, yeah... Touch and go with the weather, I suppose, but nothing on a level of what 2019 was, was so thank goodness for that. Uh, but yeah, I came prepared, I had all my wet weather gear, I had, uh, you know, uh, the only thing I didn't bring was wally boots. <laughs> but yeah, came prepared expecting the worst, because let's face it, this is Lurgan, and uh, it has a bit of a reputation now for being a competition with bad weather, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, the venue itself did see some adjustments. Now, this is very encouraging. From the first time it was held in Lurgan Park, we had talked about it at the time, and we did note that there was a number of mistakes made, or things that we thought could have been certainly done a lot better. Uh, As far as the, you know, disabled parking and access to things like that, I think they've managed to solve that issue. Um, Also, there was an issue with the Drum Major Arena, Um, so they moved it this time round to a more central location, uh, so it wasn't tucked away in a bit of a back corner somewhere. Also, the catering options as well, and the beer tent and all of that all seemed to be very gladly received, so... Yeah, I think all in all, the improvements that they tried at Lurgan Park seemed to work. However, people were still kind of mumbling, saying that the venue itself is very spread out. For example, Grade 1 and Grade 2 were tucked up right at the top of the uh, the venue, whereas you had a quite a bit of a walk to get to uh, Grades 4A, Grade 4B, 3A, 3B. Uh, they were in another two different rings at a different end of the park, and again, a wee bit of a walk then to get to the drum majors. All very spread out. Uh, people were saying that wouldn't it be nice if it was a little closer together, if possible, but I think the topography of the ground and the way the park is laid out it wouldn't allow for that. So I think they did the best of a bad situation, I suppose. Um, so, But again, you know, it always keeps being raised. Every time we're talking about the UK Championships and Lurgan Park, everyone keeps referring to Stormont. Yes, it's kind of the elephant in the room. Stormont was the home of the UK Championships when it first launched, and everyone loved that venue. And, yeah, everyone I spoke to on the day mentioned it and said, hey, wasn't the previous venue a lot better? And we loved it there in Stormont, and we just thought that was a cracking venue. But here we are in Lurgan. So I, I don't know. Hey, there you are. I don't make these decisions. I think we're still going to be going to Lurgan Park now for either another couple of years. I think it's still left on the contract before it's up for negotiation again. And then we may see the UK's move or we may not. I guess it depends on who bids for it. We'll have to wait and see. But uh, yeah, all in all, Lurgan Park, they they did the best they could. They moved a lot of things around and... Yeah, we we noticed the adjustments, that they were trying to improve things. So that's certainly a positive. So that gets a big tick in my book. So well done for trying, folks. You know, <laughs> well done. Now, one of the biggest criticisms on the day, and I have to report this, is the sound system. 
I don't know exactly what was going on with the sound system, especially for the prize announcements. A lot of people were complaining and messaging us here on the Rab Show specifically that they couldn't hear the prize giving. They couldn't hear the announcements for the March past. All of that sort of stuff. Apparently, I don't know what was going on with the sound system or exactly what was happening. No idea. But whatever the big speaker system they had apparently wasn't very efficient because a lot of people couldn't hear it. So, uh, there we go. It's one of those things, I guess, yeah, maybe something to possibly improve for next year. Who knows? Uh, also, we got a few comments on the port situation saying that the port were kept in good condition. Um, so, there you are. port update. But you weren't expecting that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, there you go. Um, if you have any particular comments, of course, on the UKs and your experience at it, and uh, yeah, the parking as well, I had a few complaints about the parking and stuff, and uh, also there's a bit of confusion about actually, you know, getting checked for your entry ticket and stuff, and people found it difficult to purchase a program because they didn't know where to go and buy those because there wasn't any visible stand selling programs, it was just people walking around saying, do you want to buy a program? I have some. That was a bit weird. Uh, But, yeah, all in all, I think quite a successful event. It was pretty much ran on time. The only delay that we experienced, again, was with the March past. And that was gathering up the bands and everything. It was due to start at half four. I think it was about half an hour behind schedule. Other than that, every other grade ran bang on time. And, uh, yeah, I think full credit to everyone involved there. You know, all the adjudicators and all the stewards as well, getting all the bands in the right places in the final tuning and on the line on time. So full credit to everyone involved there. Yeah. So let's get into the results then, shall we? Starting with our drum majors, starting with the juvenile. Um, yeah, full congratulations to Lewis Anderson. Yes, of New Rosson District. Not a bad way <laughs> to, to start with our results. So well done to Lewis Anderson. Uh, first place, quite convincingly so as well. On to our juniors then. We had Georgia Turkington from Matt Boy Memorial. Go on, Georgia! Yeah. There you are. So well done. UK champion, Georgia Turkington. On to your adults then. Uh, on to the final, of course, we had Jason Price from Ravara. Go on, Jason! Yeah. There you are. Now, as I've been saying before, I've been following the drum majoring competition this season with great interest. And uh, it really is a bit of a mixed bag this year. Looking at all six in the final, we had uh, Jason Price, who finished out on top. Second was Emma Barr. We had Lauren Hanna, who finished third in M&D preference. We had James Kennedy, of course, who picked up the first major of the season. And he was fourth overall in M&D preference. Then we had Jamie Couples and Andrea McKeown-Gibson in fifth and sixth, respectively. I have to say, watching the drum majors compete was an experience to behold because especially at this one the uk championships the tempo (laughs) you're all gonna know what i'm talking about for those of you that's seen the live stream footage of the the final or even watched the videos back on our youtube channel you'll see the pace at which these folks competed it was mad there was two different finals of course with three in each and um yeah, I have to say, they played, the band that they got played in military time. And this was very, very upbeat. So you're talking, like they were horsing it on, boy. And uh, our drum majors, I remember, now I hope Lauren doesn't mind me saying this, but I remember seeing Lauren's face 
whenever the first three pace roll was struck, her face dropped as if to say, Oh, this is what we're doing. Uh oh. <laughs> Sorry, Lauren, if you're listening, but it was kind of funny. Um, just seeing her face go, Oh, this is what we're doing. So, yeah, I was so fast. And uh, yeah, the drum majors did pretty well they kept up pace absolutely and even to have a flourishing routine that was such a high speed i have to say a full congratulations to all of them if you were in that final and you competed at all well done first of all but yes of course shout out to jason price uh yeah finished out on top uk champion and i have to say his march off as well with the ravara pipe band we've managed to capture that of course it's up there now in the rab so so social media you can go and have a watch at it yeah quite awesome to see jason lifting his uk championship and uh, celebrating with his bandmates it was just simply brilliant and oh shout out to emma Barr who shouts halfway through that video going go on jason that was quite funny <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, full credit to everyone who competed in that adult drum major final. That was quite a difficult final by all accounts. Uh, but yeah, quite entertaining, I have to say, from a spectator point of view. And uh, well done to Jason lifting the top spot. All right. So onwards, let's get into the bands. Starting with our novice grades, we'll look at novice juvenile B. I have to say full congratulations to St. Columbus School. Yeah, who managed to lift the top spot. The drumming also in Novice Juvenile B went to Down Academy. Whoa! Now, Down Academy are a brand new band to the scene. We've been talking about the Down Academy story on the podcast here for oh, God, months now. So, hey, what an accolade. So, well done to everyone there at Down Academy lifting that drumming title in Novice uh, B. So, that's just absolutely brilliant. So, And also, full credit to St. Columbus School as well. Definitely well chuffed with their result. And uh, had two firsts in piping and a first in ensemble as well. So, not a bad weekend's work from St. Columbus School. Well done, everyone. Alrighty. Moving on to Novice A. Now, there was only a couple of bands in here in Novice A where we had Dollar Academy and George Watson's, and that was their orders of placing, I suppose. Dollar finished out on top uh, with two firsts in piping and a first in ensemble, and George Watson's came second, and they lifted the drumming. There you are. So not bad. UK champions, Dollar Academy. Not a bad result for them at all. Yes, well done. On to our juvenile grade then. I have to say, I actually stood and watched the juvenile grade and the competition itself. <sighs> Simply amazing. I have to say, full credit to all three bands that were competing in that grade. Um, so, yeah, finishing out on top, of course, on the day was Dollar Academy lifting the UK championships with ones right across the board. They lifted the drumming title as well. And also in second place, we had George Watson's. In third, we had Preston Lodge High School. But can I say, all three bands, regardless of the placings, they absolutely impressed me no end. They were absolutely superb. The tone that they were playing, and uh, even the the tune selection and the music that they were playing in here was, yeah, absolutely smashing. So well done to everyone in that juvenile grade. Very entertaining stuff from a spectator's point of view, uh, but ultra, ultra competitive as well. So, yeah, full congratulations to Dollar lifting that uh, Juvenile UK Championship there. Well done. Alrighty, on to Grade 4B then, where on the day we had seven bands in total. And uh, quite an interesting competition here in Grade 4B. I have to give mention, of course, to our UK champions, Kilbarchin. 
Yes, not a bad result for Kilbarchin. Uh, but yes, lifting the drumming was Surla in District, yeah, who finished up third overall. So Kilbarchin had a 1-1 in piping and a first in ensemble, but placed third in drumming. Uh, but Surla in District managing to lift the top spot in the drumming and finishing third overall. There you are. So, as I say, quite a mixed bag, I suppose, uh, when it comes to Grade 4B. Uh, but again, Kilbarchin coming out on top. So, yeah, quite a strong performance there and convinced the judges no end. So, yeah, well done. Kilbarchin, United Kingdom champions. Not bad. And also, I think they were quite chuffed themselves because I've noticed quite a number of celebratory videos of the band who seem to be enjoying themselves with the trophy and stuff. So, well done, folks. <laughs> I think he's had the best crack as well. Yeah, well done. Alrighty, moving on to Grade 4A then. Yes, lifting the top spot, I'm sure you know by now, was Kildog. Kildog Pipe Band placed first place. Uh, they also lifted the drumming as well in Grade 4A, which they were very chuffed about. Uh, so well done to Kildog. And they also finished in first in Ensemble as well. However, the one band in here that were really nipping at their heels was Clock Finn. Yeah, Clockfin again, convincing the judges with a 1-1 in piping. Two firsts in piping, but they finished third overall. Now, Clockfin, from looking at previous competitions as well, again are convincing judges of their piping prowess, uh, with judges giving them 1-1s across. But, uh, yeah, the drumming seems to be not doing them any favours at the moment, unfortunately, because they did finish last in drumming in the competition. However... Even with placing first in piping, first in piping, ninth in drumming, they had a third in ensemble, which was an unusual result, but uh, that managed to be enough to pull them into the third spot overall. So well done to Clockfin. In second place, I have to mention in Grade 4A, was Lower Clyde Pipes and Drums, again with another stellar performance. They had a second in ensemble and finished second overall. And uh, yeah, quite an interesting performance from them. I would urge you to go and have a listen to it. There's definitely a lot of promise there. Yeah, very, very cool performance from Lower Clyde. Really enjoyed it. So uh, yeah, I've been sitting back and listening to the performances from 4A and uh, yeah, Kildog absolutely had a great run. And uh, yeah, I think had a fantastic, fantastic run. Lower Clyde, absolutely. Again, as I've said, Clockfin as, as well. A lot of bands in that grade had a, yeah, an absolutely great run. So maybe not so much, you know, but every band has a good day and a bad day, as I said in this week's Word of the Week. But there you go. Go and have a listen to Grade 4A if you can uh, from the UK. And the videos from that, um, a good lot of them are available on We Love Pipe Bands, actually. Where they, they think they filmed the majority of Grade 4A, so you can go and have a listen to those, indeed. Okay, let's get into Grade 3B, then, shall we? The Air Pipe Band Society are our UK Champions 2022. And, wow, if you haven't had an opportunity to listen to this performance yet, go and have a listen. It's honestly fantastic so well done to everyone there at the air pipe band society uh they finished in the top spot uh with a uh, second and a first in piping third in drumming fourth in ensemble but that was enough points wise to pull them into the top spot there you are in second overall we had the royal scots dragoon guards again with another great performance actually earning them with one first in piping and one first in ensemble yeah, so that, that was enough for second place. Uh, we had the Major Sinkler, who were in third. Not a bad performance from them overall. We had Ocaran, who was in fourth spot, and they lifted the drumming as well. Uh, in fifth was Kalabaki, sixth was Glenrothes, and then we had the Cleland Memorial in seventh. 
there you are. So, yeah, quite an interesting grade on the day, grade 3B. Absolutely competitive to the very end. Uh, but I have to say, go and have a listen to the Airpipe Band Society. Such a great run from them. Really, really enjoyed that. And also for the Dragoon Guards as well. They're a band that we haven't heard much of over the years, so it's great to see them back in the circle again. And, uh, yeah, quite a convincing performance from them as well. And, of course, to the Sinkler. Go on, the Sinkler! You! Yeah, not a bad run from them either, indeed. Alrighty, so that's Grade 3B. Now, the grade that I want to talk to you about is the next grade. Alright? <laughs> now, I'm sure you're all wondering, uh-oh, what's Rob going to say here? Yeah, Grade 3A. <clears throat> Have you seen this? Alright, let's get into it then, shot Before we even get into all the woods and everything. First of all, who won in Grade 3A? We had Clocker and District, our UK champions. Well done. Absolutely. Well done to Clocker. Uh, they finished off with a first in Ensemble, which was enough points-wise to pull them into the top spot. Coming in second then, we had Tully Lagan Pipe Bands. Yeah, not a bad performance at all from the Mighty Lagan. In third spot then, we had McNeilstown. And McNeilstown also lifted the Drummond title as well, which we're very chuffed about, I have to say. So well done, the Mighty McNeilstown. In fourth spot then, we had the Matt Boyd Memorial. There you go. Not a bad run at all. And in the fifth spot, we had D-Side Caledonian, and we had Brashean and District in sixth spot. Now, the reason I'm saying that Grade 3A is one of the ones that I would like you to kind of draw your own conclusions is uh, it seemed to be... Now, far be it from me to draw aspersions. And I know we had that weekly draw in there last week where, you know, from one side of the circle it sounds like one thing, and from the other side of the circle it can sound completely different. I think this is exactly what's happening here. Because when you look at our two piping adjudicators, they seem to be arguing throughout. (laughs) You know, they seem to be arguing with each other with regards to placings. Now, as we've said, we're not in that circle with the clipboard. We've no idea what that judge heard. So it's difficult to gauge. But as we've said in that weekly drone that we had, that one side of the circle can sound totally different from the other. And this could be a classic case of that happening here. It's very interesting reading. Now, just want to give a few examples. Tully Lagan pipe bands. One piping adjudicator had them sixth. Another one had them first. And this happens throughout. Uh, let's look at Colburn, IOR. One judge had them second. The other judge had them 8th. John Stonepipe Band, one piping judge had them 5th. The other one had them 11th. What? Uh, hmm. This carries on throughout the grade. Both judges were hearing completely different contrasting results by the looks of things. And even when you look at the drumming results and the ensemble results... Some stand out as well, like Johnstone in particular. They finished 14th in drumming, but 4th in ensemble? Um, And one result that really stood out to me, and I'm going to leave it to you guys, and you can draw your own conclusions from this, is the Highlanders for Scots. They finished 9th overall in the grade. One judge had them 1st in piping, the other one had them sixth in piping, so we've seen that disparity. Uh, the Drummond judge had them 15th, coming last in the grade. However, the ensemble judge had them 13th. But one 
their piping judge had them first and one ensemble had them 13th hey do you know i am not a judge i'm not standing in that circle with the clipboard as i've said i have no idea what that person heard so (laughs) and i can't pass comment because i didn't actually stand and watch the grade myself I have listened back to some of the performance clips that have been published online. And, uh, yeah, I think some of the bands had some great runs. Some, not so much. There are some bands out there that did have their difficulties. Like we did mention, there were some with some bad starts, some early chanters, some fouling drones, some that weren't able to get their pipes started at all, some clipped rolls from the drum corps, some mistakes, dropped sticks, etc. It was a difficult day. And uh, I think... The the kind of the, the judging here as well. It seemed to be our adjudicators were arguing with each other. Now I do know that it's in the rule book that our adjudicators are allowed to talk to each other. They're not allowed to talk about placings, however, but they are allowed to talk about. Did you hear a slip in the second part there? Did you hear the blowing kind of going off a wee bit there? But that, you know what I mean. They're allowed to talk about specifics. Did you hear something? They're not allowed to talk about placings, and by the looks of things here. Yeah, our judges heard very different sides of the band and got very different results. So again, have a look at the Grade 3A overall sheet and uh, draw your own conclusions. It makes for a very interesting conversation. Um, So yeah, one of which you knew rightly we were going to have in the pod this week. And you knew I was going to talk about it. Uh, But I'm going to draw my own conclusions and I'm going to reference our previous weekly droner. And one side of the circle can definitely sound much different from the other side of the circle. So, yeah. Now, I'm not taking away from those who finished in the top six and managed to lift titles at the UK's. Absolutely not. I'm not throwing that under the bus at all. I'm just saying that whenever you read the results here from the overall sheets, it looks like grade 3A, the judges found it incredibly difficult to place the bands in their respective placings. And... Yeah, that kind of gives you a bit of a flavour as to what conditions were like on the day, as well as possibly, yeah, hearing two separate performances from two separate perspectives, on the depending on where you're standing in the circle. So, it's an interesting one, definitely. So, go along, have a read at that, and uh, yeah, draw your own conclusions, for sure. Grade 3A, a very mixed bag, as far as results are concerned. And, uh, yeah, by no means are we throwing the adjudicator under the bus. Please don't get that wrong. Uh, We're just saying we were not in the circle. We have no idea what the judge heard. We have no doubt that the accuracy of the results are correct as far as that judge is concerned. They make a call of judgment, and that's what they're there for. Uh, But uh, it does make for some very interesting reading as an impartial spectator, let's say. Yeah, go and have a look at that and draw your own conclusions. All right, on to grade two then, of course, our UK champions, in case you've been living under a stone, are Ravara. Yes, lifting the UK championships, not a bad way to finish off a weekend's work there at Ravara. Well done, folks. Uh, So with two seconds and piping, a first in ensemble was enough to pull them into the top spot then. Uh, They finished sixth in drumming overall, and yeah, so and then managed to finish in the top spot to lift the UK. So well done to everyone there at Ravara. I think by all accounts, everyone on Ravara Ban are very chuffed to have lifted that title. So well done, everyone. 
Also, in second place then, we had the Royal Borough of Annan. Again, never to be uncounted. Uh, such a smashing band. They're absolutely brilliant. Uh, a big, big fan. And yes, they lifted the drumming title. So well done to the Royal Borough of Annan, lifting second spot and lifting the drumming title. UK champions. Then in third spot, Ensemble Preference was Buck and Peterson. Not bad. Uh, so they actually finished in third place uh, with getting a second in Ensemble. So as I say, that was Ensemble Preference that pulled them into third. Then in fourth spot was Kilchaman Distillery, Isle of Isle. Go on, the Isle! Yeah, indeed. Not a bad result for them. And then in fifth spot on Ensemble Preference, again, was Manor Cunningham. Not a bad run from them. And then in sixth spot, we had Port Leithen in District. Yeah, not bad. So that's your top six. Now, again, I have to say, you can look at the results in grade two. And, yeah, it makes again for some very interesting reading. I have to say that the guys at Port Leithen in District had a bit of a difficult weekend. They had two firsts in piping. However, something seemed to happen with the drumming because they were 10th in drumming. Which is one from bottom. And, you know, 11 in the grade and they finished 10th in drumming and 8th in ensemble. So I'm not entirely sure what happened with the drumming. I've listened to the performance. I actually really enjoyed it. I thought it sounded great. But, hey, but I don't know. Again, I wasn't standing in there with the clipboard. Something must have happened that we couldn't see or hear on the camera and the recording that I managed to see. But there you go. Port Leithen finishing 6th, uh, but they had a first first in piping you aren't, so something must have happened in the drumming end. But, hey, you know, that's it. That's one of those weekends, I have to say. Uh, also, another drum corps that really did pique my interest was Uddingston Drum Corps, by the way, who finished third in drumming overall. They got a tenth in ensemble as well, which I was unexpected for me. I really enjoyed the performance from Uddingston. So, yeah, that's one to listen to, for sure. Uh, but... Hi, I have to say, for everyone there that finished in that top six spot, yeah, you definitely earned it. I think all the performances in grade two that I've managed to hear recordings-wise so far, wow, what a competitive grade. The standard in grade two is kind of ridiculous at the moment. And uh, yeah, I know a lot of bands did struggle. I think St. Joseph's as well didn't have the best weekend either. And I think the Mac Cals and Mackenzie Caledonia as well, I think they had issues as well. But I think that was just because of the conditions on the day. A lot of people were kind of struggling. Uh, but, hey, if you hit that circle in the first place, that's a win. But also, if you finished in the prizes at all, dear goodness, you deserve a pat on the back. So, well done to everyone there in Grade 2. Such an interesting weekend of competition in Grade 2. Uh, definitely worth a listen. If you have a chance to go and listen to all those performances again, go along and then draw your own conclusions. Alrighty, on to grade one then. Yeah, you guessed it. The Field Marshal. Field Marshal Montgomery are our UK champions 2022. And can I just say, when I was there filming all of grade one, every single band that walked into that circle impressed me no end. The quality was stupidly high. Alright, grade one is just ridiculous. But I have to say, Field Marshal Montgomery walked in there and they were an absolute machine. The sound that came from Field Marshal was quintessential Field Marshal. Does that make any sense to anyone listening? You probably get it. If you've seen Field Marshal live a competition, you get it. There's that, you 
just it's intangible. You can't really put your finger on it. It's that field marshal sound that only the field marshal can produce. And bang, did they have it in spades. And they brought it to the circle as well. And their drumming was up there with them too. Their drum corps actually had a quiet crack in performance. And I was really impressed with their MSR performance at the UK's. So, yeah, if you haven't listened to it yet, you can either check it out on our own YouTube channel or our own Facebook page, or even I would recommend Drone Chorus, of course. Uh, so, yeah, Field Marshal Montgomery absolutely deserved the title. I think they really played for it. And full congratulations to the mighty FM. Never to be outdone, of course, our runner-up was Inverary in District, and they managed to lift the Drummond title as well. And again, I have to stress, uh, quite deservedly so. So well done to the mighty Inverary. Uh, they had a... Let me see, the way the kind of positionings all kind of shook down, Field Marshal had a first first in piping and a first in ensemble. They had a second in drumming, however, behind Inverary. And Inverary was a 2-2 in piping and a 2 in ensemble, second in ensemble. So, yeah, it was kind of a two-horse race, I suppose. Then, in third spot, was possibly one of the, uh, the happiest moments of the season so far. Fife Polis finished in third. Yo! Now, I have to say, the cheer and everything that went up from Phil Marshall when they lifted the top spot, of course, was brilliant. The band were celebrating. Same for Inverary when they were announced in second. The band gave it the yo and all the rest. We're second. Brilliant. And uh, But the roar that went up when Five Polis were read out in third spot. Oh, my God. Goosebumps. <laughs> Wouldn't get a look in. I think the whole arena, all of the spectators standing around were like, wow! And they all started to cheer. Such a big result for Fife Polis. And uh, absolutely deserved, you know? And whenever I was filming them and I was listening to them, you know, firsthand, yeah, absolutely, I got it. They they sounded incredible. And uh, such a great run as well. In quite poor conditions as well. So, yeah, absolutely. Deserved that third spot. They had two-thirds in piping, third in drumming, and a fourth in ensemble. So, yeah, absolutely. It's great to see Fife Police in that top three spot. Now, they're climbing the ladder. They're climbing the ladder. Yeah, so well done to Fife Police. I think definitely a big moment there for the band. And uh, yeah, big moment for the crowd too. Everyone seemed to love that result. (laughs) So well done. In fourth spot then were a band that really impressed me on the day. Honestly, it was Scottish Power. Such a strong march and an introduction from Scottish Power. I think they had the biggest band on the day. Yeah, quite a number of pipers in there and a big drum corps too. And a big sound to carry it as well. So, yeah, quite a strong MSR performance from Scottish Power. They had a fourth, fourth in piping. Again, our piping judges both in agreement. They had a fifth in drumming, however. So that kind of pulled them down a little bit. And they had a third in ensemble. So, yeah, managing to finish out on fourth overall. Great performance from Scottish Power. So, yeah, go and have a listen to that. Indeed. All right, in fifth spot then was... Shots, yes. Shots and Dykehead, of course, with a very solid performance. And again, I have to say, when Shots went on, conditions were awful. They went on during one of the heaviest moments of one of the storms, you know, the on-again, off-again rain. And uh, yeah, when Shots were standing on the line, I seen Pipers actually having to rub the, the rain out of their eyes so they could see. It was horrific. We were all standing as spectators under the umbrellas, 
And you know that noise whenever rain hits an umbrella, that that kind of thing, that that was happening, and nobody could really hear anything. Uh, the announcer says the shots and dickhead to the line wearing the such and such tartan with Pipe Major Emma Conway, and everyone was like, "What? What did he say?" It was awful. The rain was bouncing. But uh, full credit to the shots. They went in there, give it the roll, and uh, finished in the top five. So not a bad result all in all for a hard weekend's work uh, from shots there. So well done, folks. Then in sixth position then was St. Lawrence Atul. Now, unfortunately, this does bring me back to our word of the week this week, which is recovery. And St. Lawrence had, yeah... A bit of a bad introduction, unfortunately, and that did seem to unsettle the band uh, initially. I think there was uh, an early chanter or something, or maybe a couple of early chanter. I can't remember now. I'm going to have to listen back to it again. But yes, they did have a bit of a shaky introduction, and that did seem to unsettle. And it took maybe until, I don't know, at the end of the first part of the march until things began to settle again. And then they started getting into the business. Can I just say that Stephen Crichton and the drum corps there at St. Lawrence... Wow. Yeah, absolutely. Possibly one of my favourite runs on the day. And managing to lift fourth spot there overall in the drumming. But yeah, I'm a huge fan of St. Lawrence's drum corps anyway. Uh, I love what Stephen does there. And uh, yeah, what a smashing performance. I really enjoyed it. I honestly thought they might have placed higher in the results in the drumming rankings. But there you go. It's one of those things. Uh, but uh, yeah, St. Lawrence's tool... Again, with a little bit of shakiness at the start and, uh, yeah, managing to pull into the sixth spot then once the band recovers. And, uh, yeah, not a bad performance. A good recovery there from St. Lawrence. Still managing to stay within that top six bracket after that little bit of shakiness. So, uh, yeah, full credit to the guys at St. Lawrence. Not a bad run at all, guys. Chalk that one down to experience and onwards and upwards, I'd say. And So, no doubt, there'll be a lot of work done behind the scenes, of course, onwards and upwards. Looking at the rest of the grade then, we had People's Ford, Boghall and Bathgate in 7th. We had Johnstone in 8th. We had Kloss Kelt then in 9th position. And in 10th place then, we had Police Scotland and Federation. There you are. So that was your weekend. And I have to say, by all accounts, these are just my own thoughts and feelings. So standing there as a spectator, I am by no means an expert. I am not a judge. So please don't take anything that I've said here in the pod as a direct criticism of anything that... <laughs> You know, please don't be taking my advice, you know. Uh, But honestly, I have to say the standard in grade one, even after being away for two years on a pandemic where no one's been able to practice together, the standard is just ridiculous. So I have to say, as much as we're saying that a band finished in 10th spot or a band finished in top spot, the, the differences between first and 10th is minuscule absolutely minuscule and the standard in grade one across the board is absolutely sky high the judges in there had an incredibly difficult job and i have to say they've done a smashing job by the way too so you can go back and listen to all of those performances as i say i managed to live stream the entire grade it's all up there now on our rab show social media on our facebook page and of course uh, i would give a shameless plug no doubt but to drone chorus who's still releasing videos uh, from the competition so yeah if you are interested in getting really high def sound and visuals then yeah our live stream can only do so much but uh go and check out drone chorus for the full detail indeed and uh yeah for those of you out there who do have any thoughts and feelings of the goings on from the uk championships maybe you do have your own thoughts about grade 3a 
you can email us in. <laughs> BigRabShow at gmail.com is our email address. I have to say, uh, not only in grade one, but across the board, the standard of competition at the UK's is absolutely sky high. Seriously, folks, whenever you think about it, we haven't been able to compete at a major championship now for two years. And now we're at a second major. Just look at where the standard is. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, from two years of no competing to suddenly have to hit the ground running and standards haven't dropped at all. If anything, they've probably increased. Whew. So, yeah, do yourself a favor. Go and have a listen to as many grades as possible. Have a look at your summary sheets and then see if you can be quite a cool armchair judge. And, uh, yeah, see if you had any differences in placings. You know, that's a game I like to play. I know we're quite sad. Uh, but, yeah, the following day after the competition, we sit and watch the entire grade again. And we do armchair judge it ourselves to see where we would place them. So, yeah, it's a bit of fun. And no doubt we do it with every World Championships and that too. So, we'll be doing that for our World's Prediction Show. Indeed. Not just coming up. That'll be a lot of fun. Alrighty. So, for those of you who are involved in competition this weekend, I have to say... Good luck to you all. Yeah, remember your parts. Have a real good tune. Yes, ourselves and the Rapture team, we will be there in Antrim this weekend. We do hope to film and upload stuff to our YouTube channel as well as being live with the results as well. And uh, I have to say, next week, actually, Big Rab Show podcast, by way of full disclosure, we've got quite a special episode for you next week. Yes, next week, we are treating you to a bit of a specialist episode of the Big Rab Show podcast. Uh, where you're definitely not going to want to miss it. Next week's pods, it's been in development now for quite a while. And uh, this is a quite a special episode of the pod next week, and you're not going to want to miss it. So, if you haven't already, please do consider clicking on that subscribe button, so you'll never miss another episode, and you'll get a notification to let you know that Rab's uploaded another one. And, of course, like every other podcast out there, we do have a Patreon. If you would like to help support the show and you like what we do, or even if you just want to get your mitts on loads of extra pipe and stuff, then head along there to our Patreon. The links are in your show notes right now, and, uh, yeah, be part of the Patreon faithful and help support your favourite wee pod. There you are. So, our thoughts and feelings overall from the UK Championships that it was pretty much a really successful event. And standards are kind of stupidly high. As to how the rest of the season will unfold, yeah, it's been a real mixed bag so far this year, and it's quite an interesting one. We are starting to see a little bit of a trend whenever it comes to Grade 1, however. It seems to be a little bit of a two-horse race at the moment between Inverary and Field Marshal. But uh, there is that, yeah, there are a few dark horses in there that could possibly nip in at later competitions. You never know. <laughs> also, not just for Grade 1, but for other grades as well. We are starting to see some trends coming through. Uh, bands like Kilbarchin, Kildog, Ravara. These are all names that are coming through quite often. And uh, yeah, it's going to be an interesting season, folks. We're only two majors in with another three to go. It's going to be quite an interesting year for sure. And hoping that you can stick with us here in the Rab Show pod as the rest of the season unfolds. Indeed. So, we will see you back on Fuse FM Balamoney next week, of course, for our two-hour live radio show. And, of course, back here on the Big Rab Show podcast next week. Indeed, for even more bagpiping shenanigans. And quite a special one next week, for sure. 
So, any thoughts and feelings, of course, as always, email them in, bigrabshow at gmail.com, or you can always send us in your weekly drone, and we'll bring them to a future episode of the pod. Alrighty, to all of our UK champions, full congratulations. Hope you've all had the best possible time celebrating with all your bandmates. And uh, yeah, quite deservedly, pat yourselves on the back if you've managed to lift silverware at all at the UK's. We are marching forward to the next major in the season, which is the Euros, and we're definitely looking forward to that one. As uh, yeah, as more <laughs> placings shake down, I dare say it'll make for very interesting reading. And you can draw your own conclusions. Until next time, folks, we will see you on the podcast here next week. Until then, all the best. Well, that's it for another Big Rap Show podcast. Thanks so much for downloading this week. And a special thank you to our sponsor, G1 Reads. Played by bands around the world, they are the champion's choice. Played by two-time world champions in Vararian District. Don't forget to check out thebigrabshow.com to be kept up to date with all the latest news and views from the piping world. And also check us out on Patreon. For five bucks a month, you can get your hands on tons of extra piping goodness and be part of the Patreon faithful. So until next week, guys, we'll see you right here on the Big Rab Show podcast. All the best. <laughs>